The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris and another happy Friday to you guys. Uh, I am so excited today. In fact, we're going to just jump right in because I've been looking forward to the show since I announced the show. Uh, when I first announced it, I reached out to these guys, two of my favorite people in the entire world. Let's just go ahead and introduce them, bring them right in. Uh, these are two-fifths of the super group, The Party. Uh, they were coming up with uh, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Uh, one of them was the member host of the Mickey Mouse Club as well. They both were members of the new Mickey Mouse Club, um, actors, entertainers, singers, and again, two of the greatest people that I know on the planet. So I'm going to bring them right in. I've got Chasen Hampton and Damon Pampolina on the line. What's up, fellas? What's up? Hey, 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 hey. It's Friday. No doubt. No doubt. If we're going to do the work-life balance, i got to bring uh, two people in. And, and really, again, fascinating stories. I can't wait just to jump right in and, and get to the stories. I mean, you, you, you hear about it all the time, right, child actors, entertainment actors. And, and now, you know, as, as we guys, you know, I, I met you guys the first time when I was 17. Um, and, you know, we had the whole life uh, ahead of us, right? The whole world was our oyster and everything was going. You guys, by the time Amen. you were 17 – you guys already had five albums out. I mean, that's that's unheard of. That's amazing. Talk a little bit about that story, how you guys met. Chase, we'll, we'll go with you first um, and uh, just talk about a little bit about your story. Talk about what you're doing now. You were just on stage, as a matter of fact, the other night. Uh, let everybody know what's going on with you right now. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll, show, uh, we'll back it up. Uh, so, like, I guess I grew up in Oklahoma City. Um, uh, simple middle class family and um, was always interested in the arts. Grew up singing and dancing and kind of competing around town and doing local commercials and, you know, not much to really get into in Oklahoma City, but doing what I could. And um, somehow got an anonymous tip that there was a, like a, an open call going down in Dallas. So I got pulled out of school and rushed down there and did this open call. And uh, it was for a movie called Why Because We Like You. Uh, which was about the original Mickey Mouse Club that was going to be happening. And uh, they did this huge audition, went around the United States, uh, auditioning all sorts of kids and people and collecting files on kids. And um, ended up getting the movie, um, but at the same exact time, I think it was around 88, 89, there was a huge writer strike in Hollywood, and the movie was going to be a no-go. They just All the writers went on strike. Hollywood was shut down. It was a big deal for anybody who was alive back then. Um, but... There was a brand new park opening up in uh, Orlando. Uh, and back then it was MGM Studios, and now it's Hollywood Studios. Um, but it's obviously on Disney property, Disney owned. And part of the tour and part of the park experience was to watch TV shows uh, broadcast and put on. And they had, like, you know, the Wheel of Fortune and uh, 
all sorts of crazy shows come through there, Jeopardy and wrestling shows and the Muppets. And uh, they built this stage that was there, this huge, immense stage um, that became uh, the new Mickey Mouse Club. So they brought back the Mickey Mouse Club and uh, took a lot of the kids that were originally cast for that movie, just kind of moved them over from one bulletin board, bulletin board to the other and just said, well, these kids are talented. And uh, I guess back then the... Uh, the requisite, you had to be a triple threat. So you had to be able to sing, dance, and act. And at that time, I just, it was the right timing for me. I was already doing that and um, had a bunch of stuff rehearsed and ready to go. And, you know, a little redhead. And, you know, like you said, the world was ahead of us. And I just walked in there and knocked it out the park. And, and uh, life's never kind of been the same since. And went to the Mickey Mouse Club later on and um, met uh, <laughs> the most amazing people you could ever imagine. Like, you know, the most talented people in every aspect, uh, best dancers, best actors, best, biggest and best personalities, you know, of course, in Damon, that, that you would ever meet. Um, but beautiful people, beautiful crew, beautiful, I mean, everybody who was there was just an amazing, amazing experience and kind of took us under their wing and uh, we kind of grew up in this park and grew up together. Um, so Damon and I and, you know, Tony Luca and Justin and Brittany and all this, we have this crazy bond. A lot of times people will do shows together. And they'll say, yeah, you know, we did this, we did this project together. But I think because we were kids and we were growing up, uh, it was just such a, such a new experience and such a special experience. We had to go to school on set. And, it, and, it, and then later on, we actually, uh, five of us left to uh, join Hollywood Records when Hollywood Records was started. Um, and uh, Damon and I and a couple of the others, uh, Dee Dee and Tiffany and Albert, we were uh, put on this label of the first group on this label. And uh, it was very interesting because they were kind of learning their way around the industry too, but they had a huge amount of, you know, assets and, and cash to work with being that they were a Disney company. Uh, so they had bought Queen as a catalog. So they had Queen before Wayne's World, before uh, Freddie had passed away. It's pretty insane. Um, but we got to tour around the world and tour and go to school and tour at the same time and go to the places we were learning about in school. And uh, it was really... Uh, kind of a fairy tale charmed life to grow up that way. Um, and, um, and, and since, you know, we've been, you know, Damon and I kind of moved to Hollywood around the same time. I think he spent some time in New York, but, um, I went to, uh, went to Hollywood and spent a lot of 23 years in Hollywood and, uh, did everything from all the 90 shows, the seventh heaven, the Sabrina, the teenage witch X files and all that fun stuff. Um, but when you're an actor in LA, you realize very quickly that you're in a sea of actors and, uh, <laughs> it's very, uh, when you don't have all those, that machine working for you, it's very tough to kind of fall into a, kind of fall into the riff with everybody else. And it's, um, it's not, a lot of times it's not enough to make a living on. So you end up doing a lot of other things. Uh, I think Damon and I at one point worked for the Black Crows, you know, uh, working for the manager. Um, you find a lot of crazy side jobs that you get into that are still in the entertainment industry, but kind of get you through. Um, but yeah, I, a lot of, I guess what's consistent in my life from that point was uh, kind of mentoring and teaching, teaching kids. I ended up being a music director in uh, California uh, for a couple of schools out there and uh, have worked with well over 500 kids just mentoring and teaching and kind of working with kid performers and teaching them what I wish people would have taught me when we were that age. Uh, even though we had a blessed experience, there were a lot of things that I wish I would have known, you know, back then. And of course, the industry has changed completely. So, um, a lot of my, the only way I think, and I think Damon could admit this too, the only way we kind of got to where we are, and the reason why we are 
who we are is because we had such great support from community and our family and and good mentors ourselves. So, uh, and in turn, I kind of try to give that back, and uh, that's kind of what I've been doing. I'm still doing music. Um, I'd love to be doing some acting, but I'm in Boston right now and haven't haven't kind of jumped into that right pool yet. But uh, I know Damon sure is, and I'm, I can't wait to hear what he's been up to because I know he's probably you know, doing some exciting stuff as well. But yeah, you can always check out my music. You can always check out uh, upcoming stuff on my web stuff, my websites and stuff. I'm sure that's all on your on your uh, yeah, page there to to link. That to is, YouTube. yeah, it's definitely on my uh, website. We'll, we'll talk about the, the the new music and also uh, some of the stuff cool. that that you and I've even talked about. Uh, some of the potential awesome. things that you're going to be getting into. Uh, Damon, Absolutely. talk a little bit about your journey, too, as well, partner. Uh, man, Chase filled a lot of you guys in and, and uh, brought you up to speed. But uh, just to add a little bit, um, yeah, you commented by the time we were 17, there was five, uh, five albums completed. Uh, there was two Europe tours, one Asia tour, and uh, all over the U.S. a couple of times, opening up and touring with a couple of other great great groups at that time. Uh, Vanilla Eyes, Color Me Bad, Taylor Dane. So, um, majority of shows, it takes them about five to six years to complete 150 episodes because they're a one day a week or a one night a week uh, episodic television show. We did 150 episodes in about a year and a half um, because we were a five day a week variety show. So there was two seasons, I think three seasons under our belt by the time we left at 15 and then went straight into the group, and the two completely overlapped. So, yeah, by the time we were 17, man, there was um, a lot of seasoning that had happened and uh, a lot of great experiences. But, boy, we were beat to a bloody pulp as well just by working so hard, you know, um, which kind of brings it full circle to where we are now, balance and uh, how you do all that. And at the time, I don't know how we did it because we were school, growing up, trying to maintain, you know, our innocence and teenhood and then also trying to take on the responsibilities that that show brought or the group brought. And I look back now and I don't even know how the hell we did it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that that's something that we're going to dive into a little bit on the show, right? So you have all this amazing and tremendous success by the time you're 17, right? And, and, and again, people say that comes easy. And, and I know the two of you. I know your tremendous work ethic. I know your tremendous uh, passion for the business. I know your tremendous passion for your families. So I know it's certainly not easy. And again, uh, you know, I had the ability to intern on the show. And, and so I, I certainly wasn't there for the 150 episode run, right? So I would get to see a show here, a show there, just a portion. And I was wiped out, right? So to, to do what you guys did, I saw the scripts. I saw what you guys had to do in rehearsals. I saw all the warm ups. Plus, then you had school. And then the fact that, you know, you were kids, man. Let's just you know throw out the fact you're teenagers and still trying to figure that out. But at the same time, you had such tremendous success by the time you were 17, and then all of a sudden, you know, the party's over in, in, in both ways, right? Not only the group at the time, but the, the party itself. And now you're adults. You, you turn 18, and, and not only you're, are you going to go into the industry on your own, essentially, right, without the powerful Disney machine behind you, but uh, you, you're also responsible for yourself. So I think we're going to dive into that a little bit when we come out on the other side of this break. You're listening to Rick Morris on the Work-Life Balance, and we're talking to Damon and Chase. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? 
R Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage where applications aren't just part of your brand, they are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, Visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the work-life balance. All right, and we're back. If you guys do want to reach us, you can uh, dial that number, 866-472-5790. We'll try to leave some time at the end of the show if you have a direct question uh, for Chase or for Damon. I know there's super fans out there that have been listening to you guys for as long as I have. Uh, may have a question for you. We'll try to leave some time. Or you can tweet us at hashtag worklife. Uh, I'll be watching Twitter to try to get some of those questions on the air for you. As promised, though, I had a little surprise for Damon. So, um, you know, a couple of years back, uh, we started to record a new album and uh, just work on some new things. And so I want to set the stage here. It's probably 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, probably the third or fourth day of a 14-hour day as rips are. And um, we're a little punch drunk and possibly a little drunk as well. And so it's time for Damon to become serious and uh, record one of his parts on the song. And uh, we just wanted to give you true backstage fan access to what it's like to have Damon in a recording studio. So uh, we're going to roll a little clip for you here. Uh, Go ahead and roll that for me, Matt. But in this ever-changing world and watch it living. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, let me tell that, Don. Listen, I'm better than Chase when it comes to Delman stuff like that, pal. I will nail it. 
I did the squirrel, the weasel, goose in a bear trap, humped a grandma, and then shit on myself. Let's do it. <laughs> I know the order. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I think I was laughing so hard I passed out. Um, oh, that is so awesome. Chase was crying. And to this day, uh, if I have a bad day, if uh, something needs to pick me up, I got that uh, in my back pocket there, Damon. Uh, you're welcome. And now that's been uh, broadcast well, live for everybody. I'm guilty as charged, too. I go to I go to Damon's Vine sometimes if I need a laugh, and I just watch certain Vines that just makes me die laughing. There's nobody like, there's nobody like Damon Pampolina, I can tell you that. There is, there's, you so absolutely cool you have that. No idea what Damon's going to do from one second to the next, and and that's why he's he's been the eternal Damon Pampolina for everybody who's known him. He is like that literally twenty four seven. If you know Damon, then then you know Damon's like that twenty four seven, and we love you for it, brother. But I I, I had to do it. I apologize in advance, but that, I had to do that it. That is awesome. There was a beautiful <laughs> beautiful energy that was going on uh, at that time and in that studio and that small room, eight hundred square feet total, maybe Rick, right? Oh. If that, and we had like 30 people in there, sure. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just, there were some creative juices flowing, man, and I can only get into that particular zone, uh, what you just heard there, only when it's in that kind of atmosphere, man, It was, and I missed that. That was fun times. It was fun time, and you, you told me, too, going into it, he says, man, you know, these rips, they're hard, they're long. It's going to take forever, but it's going to take you two weeks to come down off of it. And and I did. I, I didn't want to go back to, to my normal job. I was just like, when's the next rep? When are we, when are we getting back into the studio? So that was so much fun. So so speaking about that, right, when when you guys go ahead. The title that you had for that project, they understand the, the key role you played in all that, right? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Well, you can say it. You can say it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you were you were uh, executive producer, Big Daddy Rick Ross. Uh, it, you know, we did fourteen <laughs> tracks and uh, a video, a lot of social media stuff, and all that was because of you. You were the key component to make that happen, man. Um, Absolutely. And we found you online, or you found us online. It was kind of a wild story. And I mean, obviously, knowing you from our past history, but then reconnecting with you on uh, Facebook, right, Chase? Yeah, it was through Chase. Yeah, yeah, I'd been watching Chase. I saw you guys do a stage it, and I reached out to Chase and said, please let me you know, donate a quarter of a million dollars so I can have a lead-in song to my radio show. So that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so it begins. So no, but, but yeah, again, lifelong friendships and so much love and, and so many things uh, that, that have happened for that. So we're, we're so excited. And, and again, you know, that... We, we still may let it see the light of day. You never know what occurs as life goes forward. So. Well, we, yes, we did kind I of like accomplish. We, con- we accomplished what we set out to do. You know, uh, I hadn't seen Albert, I can't tell you how many years, probably over a decade. Um, you know, I rarely get to see Damon. Dee Dee's always out and doing something. You know, it's, it's very, it's, we hadn't all been in, a, in the same room in over 20 years. So, you know, the fact that we got to do that, we got it on film. Um, we did a video. We did a we did a single. Um, that was an accomplishment, you know. Keeping uh, something like that running now for the fact that we all live in different states and different places. That's that's an undertaking. Um, but you know, kudos to you for getting us all there and uh, and making that happen, man. Because that was uh, some great times for us. You know, we we have a lot of it, we just kind of get flashbacks as soon as we get back together. It's just like we haven't missed a day. So that was really special for us, man. 
Well, I appreciate that. It was special for me, too. It was so much fun. It, it really was. And I learned a tremendous amount, right? I, I, it, there was a lot of accomplishment in, in it for me as well. So, And, and then in speaking of that, too, right? So I, I think that that has a perfect tie into the show. When we talk about work-life balance, how difficult that really was for all of us. Because we do, you know, it, it, it's one thing, again, to be 17 and, and, and have the, the, the enormous influence of Disney behind you. It's another thing when we're getting older and, you know, we're, we're dealing with family lives and other commitments and, and jobs and, and things like that. Trying to coordinate schedules was difficult, right? We, like, I, I missed the video shoot, right? I couldn't be there for the video shoot because I had obligations to the family. There was times where, you know, Damon couldn't make it to a rip or, you know, Chase, you could only make it for a day or two. And it, it, was, it was a difficult project to put together, but so much fun at the same time. So talk about that a little bit, the, the transition, you know, not only is the business changed, but your approach to the business has changed. One of you take that uh, take that on because I think that's a fascinating portion of the story. Go ahead, Dave. Um, you know, at that time, three years ago, roughly when we started that project, um, majority of us were parents, along with uh, artists and and singers and musicians and stuff. So we were trying to balance the whole um, parent thing along with trying to achieve a goal for this second chance, if you will, of the reuniting of the group. So everybody was held bent on a certain goal, and, and, and we were all definitely focused on making this happen, and the sacrifice had to come in with leaving uh, wives or children or all the above behind in order to do that, since our headquarters was Cleveland and nobody was living there. You know, we were, that was the, the base. Um, so... It was that part of it was brutal, um, and you hear that story said so many times by actors and, and and celebrities and what have you, and that's just part of it. And then it comes down to how much do you want to sacrifice, and how bad do you want the reward, and what are you willing to do to achieve it? Absolutely, we were, absolutely. Across the board, everybody was hell bent on getting to a certain place for this amazing opportunity. Um, and then Rick, when you came into the picture, we felt an obligation to you for what you had given us, and so it became even tenfold of what we were trying to achieve. So that part of it was tough. Um, and then you just try to, you know, mentally you have to psych yourself up and just say, hey, we want this certain opportunity to reach a certain goal, and it's not going to come easy. This is just part of it. You know, sacrifice is part of it. Sacrifice of being away from family. Sacrifice of you know, your sleep. Sacrifice of health. Whatever. Um so yeah, try to balance it out. So usually it gets kind of one-sided in that, in that world, you know, and it definitely was one-sided then. But now I look back at what we achieved and what we did, how amazing it was. And, of course, you go, wow, it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. But tough, tough to balance all that. Um, it's, it's weird. The industry kind of always pays off the people who sacrifice the most in weird ways. Like I remember in Hollywood so many times you'd get an audition, like, last minute, and those are always the ones you'd get. Um, you know, the ones in, in, in the industry just doesn't care if you're having a child or if your baby has a christening or, you know, or somebody's sick in the family, you know, you don't want to let your band down. You know, it, the only way a, a single cell and music, music happens is if you're out touring and out promoting it, and out pushing it. And it's, it's tough. People think that world is so glamorous and it's such, such a tough, tough life. Yeah. And, you know, for example, when we first reunited, Rick, before you were in the picture, my father went into surgery, a pretty serious surgery, where he had to go under for his neck. And me and him are very close, and I was away. 
Um, and it was one of those things of, God, i got to be there for him, but here's this opportunity that I've been wanting for 20 years. What am I going to do? And I had to take the opportunity. Through that, we did the stage it, and then you came along. So there's the perfect example. I mean, you had to sacrifice somewhere in there. We did the first part of that project, and then you found us, and then you came on board. So, I mean, there it is, you know? Uh, and that was tough. That was, that was a tough call to, to be away while he was uh, under the knife, man, you know? Sure, and, and you're in business with Daddy, right? How is, how is Papa Pampolina, by the way? And, I, and by the way, I, I still protect all my food around him. But. <laughs> Papa Pampolino's good, uh, loving um, his little grandson and enjoying life, trying to get him to retire, but he still is rocking and rolling, and uh, he claims if Rod Stewart is still going, so is he. But um, <laughs> we're trying to get him to pull back, but he, it's in his blood. So for those listeners who don't know what we're talking about, he has a mobile entertainment company. He MCs and hosts private events, um, and he's still going, man. He's in his prime. <laughs> yes, prime. Chase has seen him in action. He's the man. He's the man. He'll inspire anybody up off their feet. And since we're speaking of family, then you know the 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 lovely other half of of Mr. Chase in Hampton has has a birthday today. So we we do want to wish a, a special birthday to Lisa. Absolutely, uh, very happy what a, birthday. Hopefully, what a fantastic story, right? You guys, you guys are actually childhood sweethearts. Met all the way back at, at the new Mickey Mouse Club. Is that correct? And we do, and what's the coolest part of it is that we not only do we have the pictures to prove it, but uh, which are pretty insane. And, um, but I can actually scroll. I can actually get on YouTube and go back and see. She was like, let me break, back it up a little more. She was in the park in MGM Studios, and in the park they would actually offer to, if you wanted to, if you wanted to come see the show, they would they would kind of collect people out of the park um, because the show wasn't on the air yet, so it hadn't really become popular enough to get you know, a huge audience standing outside waiting to come in. So they would get people out of the park and bring them in, and uh, it'd be kind of an experience for them. And uh, back then, you know, in the 90s, we had the biggest hair in the world. And I, I of course, did too. My hair was jacked uh, up. You, you had the hair, brother. You out. had the hair, yeah. yes. I had wings like flock of seagulls. I had the whole thing going on. Um, and then in comes this little, small, petite girl. Of, you know, I'm 13 years old when this happened, 12, 13 years old. And uh, I see her, and of course I just get Google eyes, Google eyes, and and um, and she she was looking at me back, but I had to do this really silly tap dance number. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was horrible because I had to wear this fluffy shirt, and I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna think I'm she's gonna think I'm silly, you know? She's not gonna like me. But anyway, um, we would do little autograph signings afterwards, and um, we actually took a picture together and met up. And of course, I was 13, so I was super shy. And way too shy to ask for her number or anything. So I went home, and um, she was being a Greek-Italian, little feisty number that she is. She called the bungalow the next day um, and kept calling, kept calling, and got the secretary to pass the phone over to my mother. And my mother said, you know what? He's been talking about you all night. Um, here's his number. And so she actually broke through, which would never happen. You can't just call a TV show and go, hey, I want to talk to, uh, you know, whoever, you know, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Um, so she managed to pull that off and got my number, and we went on a little date in Pleasure Island when we were 13, and I just kept in touch. Back then there wasn't cell phones or Internet, you know, so we were on tour and doing crazy schedules, so the girlfriend wasn't really in the, in the, in the charts back then, but we kept in touch, and, you know, his life, his life happened, and over the 20 years when times would get bad or good, we 
we'd call each other and, and celebrate and or help each other out. And I uh, finally just bit the bullet. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, it's time for a change. And we, we hooked back up and, and actually got married um, not too long ago. And I actually moved to Boston. And, and here I am. It's, it's been awesome. And uh, I would tell anybody in the world not to settle, never to settle, because it's always out there waiting for you. You just got to go out and look for it. Yeah, and she's she's definitely amazing. A lot of fun to be around. And I I actually saw the the picture that you're referencing, and it's amazing because she hasn't changed a bit. But we've all gotten older, so uh, you know she looks exactly the same as she did uh, in her that hair picture was there. As big as her head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she still wears it that way. She she'd love it for us to say so. No, um, but anyway, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, let uh, the advertisers pay some bills, and then uh, we'll be right back with uh, Damon and Chase. You're listening to the Work Life Balance with Rick Morris. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment, and not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward, and the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy, and the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. All right, and we are back with the Work-Life Balance. We're talking to Damon Pampolina and Chase Hampton, formerly of The Party, also formerly of the new Mickey Mouse Club. But 
that's all the former stuff, right? We talked history. We talked about how they got onto the show. We talked about some of our past. What I'd love to talk about now, guys, is the future. You know, what are you guys doing? You know, now, uh, what are you doing in the future? Again, I, I teased it uh, a second ago, uh, Chase, but you know, you were just on stage a couple of nights ago. Uh, I know Damon. When you and I talked a little while ago, you were in Vegas. Tell people what you're doing now, and and also some of the projects that you're working on in the future or hope to get going in the future. So go ahead and start with you, Chase. Uh, tell everybody what's going on. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny when you, we were texting the other day. I was on stage uh, sound checking with uh, Mr. Tony Luca from from The Voice and um, and of course the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, but he had Javier with him, the winner of the first uh, season of The Voice as well. And we jumped up and did a, a great show at Brighton Music Hall in Boston. And uh, the pictures are up on my Facebook right now. If anybody wants to go check, actually, there's some video up there too. If anybody wants to check that out. But yeah, what a blast. Um, so yeah, still getting on stage, still doing my thing. Uh, still working on new music. Uh, I've kind of managed to get into a crazy hip-hop scene here, so that's kind of interesting, and, uh, and doing some hip-hop featuring with uh, younger uh, local artists. Um, but again, I always go back to uh, working with the kids, man. I'm working with Smash Pop Records out here, working with some new bands, working with some girl groups, some solo artists, mentoring, and, um, and kind of working with the younger, younger performers. And uh, at the moment, I'm putting together uh, some workshops that I want to tour around the United States, uh, kind of kind of talking about what we're talking about right now, the, the balance of life and, and how to manage success and uh, kind of how to define success in, in this crazy industry, um, which is very and what better place subject. to... I was going to yeah, say, what I, better place to get it from is than from you, right? You've lived it your entire life, both the good sure, and the bad. Sure, and, and, uh, and, you know, the fact that I do have... I do have, you know, people like Justin Kimberlake on, on my text message. I could literally just call them up. The fact that we actually have access to people that are literally superstars... Um, I have a very good understanding of kind of uh, how they got there and, and what, uh, you know, the, the angles and the, and the kind of the, the roads that get you there. But at the end of the day, it's all about luck, and success is really all about keeping going. So I'm all about motivating kids to just keep going, and the success is really just about keeping going and not quitting and not letting all the crazy things in life that can kind of derail you uh, take over, you know. So, yeah, I'd love to get that out and uh, see a bunch of people and, and kind of spread the word and, and, and mentor a bunch of kids that I wish I could tell them some things I wish, like I said, were taught to me when I was younger. And so people want to see where you're going and what's happening. Is chasinghampton.com the best place to go see that? You can do that. You can also do chasinglife.com and get you to the same place. You bet. So, Damon, what, why were you in Vegas? Uh, and if we're not supposed to know if it needs to stay in Vegas, you let us know, man. <laughs> X-Nay on the Vegas A-Red. My wife didn't know I was there. Now, buddy, we've been uh, very blessed the last few years with the family business of uh, MC, host, entertaining, private events, corporate events. We've been brought out to Vegas, and uh, we've attached ourselves to some great big uh, parties, man. Remax International being one of them. Um, coincidentally, there's been a few party supporters and party fans that are a part of that company that, that come out to give love. So that's been very cool. Um, and me and two great young, talented dancers, we go and we'll uh, open up an audience warm-up for some headliners like uh, Stevie Nicks or Goo Goo Dolls or some of these guys that the big boys bring in for their, their corporate events. Um, and we were just out there last week uh, opening up for Lady Antebellum. And we put some of that stuff online, and I'm not the best with the social media stuff, but uh, I'm sure it can be found out there if you if you look for it. But uh yeah, man, it's, it's, Vegas is always a good thing for work and pleasure, so that's, that's been cool. 
And that's it. Trying to go more um, uh, heavier corporate stuff outside of the state of Texas, and we're keep we're, we're grinding away on that, and we're trying to add some live percussionists and guitarists to the DJ concept, if you will, uh, to bring it to another level. So we're working on that right now, and hopefully for mid-2016, into 2016, we can start bringing that to the forefront of our events. Um, and there it is right there, man, the subject at hand, traveling, still performing at our age, and balancing health and family and all that. And it's, it's definitely harder than it was in our teens. But um, we're a little bit more seasoned, so the reward has been awesome because I think we're a little bit better at it, you know? Uh, obviously, that's what happens with age and time. You, you grow and you evolve, so I'd like to think that uh, Chasen is better now than he was then, and even stronger if that was ever possible, uh, yeah. and hopefully myself as well. But, um, but boy, I tell you what, you're sore the next couple of days. You're aware <laughs> yeah, of it. yeah. Hey, getting over it, yeah, so... Damon's uh, not I was, mentioning it. Damon's not mentioning it, but he was in a, a crazy, uh, great short film uh, about the Boston Red Sox and the Yankees. Why don't you tell him about that, brother? Don't be shy. Oh, well, oh, twenty-seven. Yeah, still, yeah, come on. Yeah, we still dabble in the uh, silver screen, man. Of course, that's that's one of my passions. Um, a gentleman here in Houston put together a great script about a um, two cousins, man. That that one's from New York and one's from Boston, and they had this rivalry going on between the Sox and the Yankees, and they go to dinner, and, and uh, that short can be found on YouTube under the name 27, um, or the wins of the uh, Yankees, the tw- championship wins of the Yankees 27. So, we'll dabble, man, and, and you know what? We pick and choose our battles. I'm so happy to be in Houston, my home state, with uh, and home city with my family and all that, and then do what we can for, for what's out here, uh, as opposed to living in that, that concrete jungle L.A., you know. Um, and that's been great. The production that's taken place here, the indie film world that's been going on now in, in uh, southeast region of America has been awesome. Louisiana, uh, Texas, all that, Mississippi, it's been, it's been great. There's a lot of that going on. So we still dabble when we can in that as well. Yeah, 27 was fantastic. You also put a couple of, of your own little YouTube shorts together, which were hilarious, but so well done, right? They're, I mean, yeah. the, the production quality was fantastic uh, for, for the YouTube shorts, but uh, trying to show off some of your talents and, and uh, impressions and just, again, your comedic skills, which which always makes us laugh. So you can see those on YouTube as well. Uh, just search Damon Pampolina's name and, and, and find all of those because uh, if you're ever down, as Chase and I referenced uh, in the last segment, uh, you can search Vine, you can search YouTube. Damon is a, a source of great joy and a way to be picked up. Um, and again, you know, I've, I've, I've watched you guys grow up. I've, I've been parts of it at times. Um, and, and, you know, I, I throw myself back into that fan category so much. Uh, because you know, there's never been a show like the new Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, you know, there there was the Mickey Mouse Club, and that was great, and, and it had its thing. But the way they did the new Mickey Mouse Club, um, it, it was the right time, it was the right format, but it was the right people. And you know, so many people, I get frustrated, and, and so I'm going to go on my soapbox for you guys because I love you guys. You're frustrated when when they reference the Mickey Mouse Club and they only talk Justin or Brittany or Christina because, as you well know, because I know. There wouldn't have been Justin, Brittany, or Christina if it hadn't been the success of you guys, uh, because they didn't come on till season six and season seven. Uh, there had to be seasons one through five, and they had to be a hit and success 
to get through five seasons to open the door for the Ryan Goslings and for the everybody else that came through. Uh, so, you know, you're talented in that kind of stuff. And what's great now, again, we, we love YouTube, but, you know, research and go see what these guys did because you, the, the way you guys had to pull off the different personalities but still let yourselves be, be seen, um, I always found is fantastic. Wow. Thank you, sir, for the kind words, Rick. My God, man. Thank you, man. Uh, That's really sweet. Very nicely said. We appreciate it. Yep. You know, we, I, I, we know I, the I, truth. I, I have to say, too, like, it was that whole, not just us as performers, but that whole group was just so special. The producers, the directors, the cameramen, everybody was kind of in a younger stage. It was like their first job. And everybody remembers the Mickey Mouse Club. Like, we could hit anybody up from the Mickey Mouse Club, and it's just that instant love. And I mean, some of these people have gone on to create Shark Tank and, you know, the Blair Witch Project. And, like, some of these people, you know, on the, on the flip side that no one really knows about have become, like, you know, Huge. I mean, Josh. You know, Josh Ackerman alone. He's out, he's out producing huge show. He's out he, South Beach, Miami. I think is his show. I mean, he does some other shows as well. But you know, a lot of people just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But just some crazy, crazy talent all over the place, from segment producers to writers. There's writers now that are on the the, the doctors and producers for the for the doctors. I could go on and on and on. There's tons of them. It's it's pretty. I always pretty I always reference man. It was a Saturday Night Live, but for youth for the kids uh, and, and yeah. the same amount of careers and level of careers that it's spun off from SNL, I feel have equally spun off from the MMC. Um, Chase is right. I mean, behind the scenes and in front of the camera. <laughs> I, mean, pretty, pretty I can tell you a funny story real quick. I, I, the one guy, one, one producer brought, he was going to quit. He brought Damon, Albert, and I into a room and he said, hey, I want to show you guys something. And we're like, what? Well, what's going on? And we were way too, too, too cool for school back then. We were like, you know, we were like, 14, 15 years old, and uh, he stuck us in a row and set us down. He's like, I want to show you some pictures. You tell me what you think. And he showed us a picture of a bunch of turtles that looked like ninjas, and we were like, what the hell is that? What is, what is that? And he ended up, you know, creating and, and put in, and making us the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like and he was out. He was out. He's like, okay, he, you know. He was a blessed member to us on the Mickey Mouse Club, but of course he moved on and did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, and on to other bigger and better things. And we're still great friends today, Kim Dawson. But uh, it's just the, the people that came out of there were insane, you know, super talented, looking into the future, you know. Well, and again, the, if you just look at the, the sheer person who was helping select the talent that came on the show, what a genius. What a genius. I mean, you, well, you, you start very, running uh, the names, yeah. Yeah, nicely said, and I and I think that has a large part to do with he packed up his bags and traveled America to go out and seek that talent as opposed to staying in one nucleus and letting it come to him. He went to Dallas, he went to Florida, he went all over Mr. Uh, Matt Casella, and that's why I think he found the level of talent that he did and the diverse talent that he did was he went out and looked for it. And these yeah, kids are still making it, you know. Now all of a sudden, you're seeing Dale every Tuesday on uh, the OJ Simpson. Oh yeah, and I'm riveted sex. by that too. Riveted. And then, oh, like, and, then and then right after, and right after, you're seeing Kerry Russell. Kerry Russell on the Americans. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, right. Catch it back. Yeah, but it's a great breakthrough role for Dale, isn't it? I mean, Dale's doing fantastic, and he, he's sitting there doing great scenes with John Travolta, Nathan Lane, and you know these fantastic actors holding his own and smoke. And, he's doing great. and there's been years, and there's been years in between, and when Dale's just Dale's been slogging it. Dale's been, you know, he's been hitting the pavement hard. You know, I couldn't be more proud of the kid. He's he's yeah. a wrestler, man. He's definitely done his done his time in Hollywood. It's, 
Yes, sir. We've done some, we've done some great projects, but that's what it, that's what it is, man. Just keep, yeah. keep keeping going is success. Absolutely. Keeping that head down. So we have one more segment that we're going to be coming back talking to Chase and Damon. We're going to take our last break, and you're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Today, every business is in the software business, and business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other, where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage, where applications aren't just part of your brand, they are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment, and not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you, turn left ahead, the digital road signs that direct you onward, and the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy, and the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the work-life balance. And we're back and with the always unpredictable Jason Hampton and Damon Pampolina. Final segment of the uh, work-life balance. So, you know, we've talked history. We've talked future. You know, I'd like to talk a little bit now, too, just about being family people now, right? So getting back to work-life balance and, and, you know, I know what it's like. Damon, you said it perfectly. You know, we heard a little bit more. So I I used to be able to travel like a banshee and and be able to come back and do all that. Now, uh, just just this week, I got stuck in LaGuardia, got in like at 2 o'clock, and, you know, it was rough getting up at 6 a.m. to get the kids to school. But, uh, you know, we still do that. And, and, you know, for me, in, in my business life, the reason why I own my own business and the reason why I run my own business so that I can coach, you know, the football teams for, for Remo and and uh, make sure that I'm, I'm there to, to teach the classes with Ramsey and, and do what I've got 
got to do for my kids, right? So one of, one of my biggest principles in life is I wanted to be a present father. You know, my, my dad traveled quite a bit, was not around. Uh, so when I'm not traveling, I want to make sure that I'm present. And that was a big thing. So talk a little bit about that, too. I, I know gigs are tough. I know you guys got to travel um, quite a bit. But that transition to being family men and, and really working out there. And then you've got that weirdness, too, that when you are out in public, you are still recognized. And you are, you know, people still come up to you. And there are those rabid fans. Talk a little bit about that for us. Take it, Chase. Uh, well, the the family thing's always been really rough for me because I've I've sacrificed a lot of time away from my family. Uh, me and Damon are kind of on different sides of the fence on this. Like, not that we think differently, but we've just lived it. We've lived it differently. I've been in California just slogging it out, and um, have always tried to get back to to being with my family. So that's my ultimate goal is to be uh, and back in Orlando with. Uh, my family, because I've been away from them for so, so long. Um, but again, uh, this industry is an industry where you kind of have to go to the work. So, um, and it's just the way it is. You know, I, I mean, even seeing Tony Luca the other night, you know, we were up, we were up, you know, I don't know if you want me to say that. We, we were basically up behind the stage, and uh, I walked back up there to see him after the show. You know, David Cook's on stage. It's it's mad loud. It's crazy. It's a rock and roll, you know, environment. But I walk upstairs, and it's just like nice and quiet and Tony's up there by himself you know and, and he's basically got his credit card out and the Wi-Fi is not working and he's trying to book a he's trying to book a room for the night you know what I mean <laughs> it's like wow this is what people don't see you know this is like this is this is lonely it's it's hard to do you know of course of course we love doing what we do and it's fun and it's definitely definitely a payoff but it's just such a hard 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 life uh, I, what I definitely wanted to say is that I have a soft spot in my heart for you know anybody who's touring or in, in their job or musicians and and uh, the support. You know when when people come out and support uh, and, and and you know even purchase an album or um, just a pat on the back. That that means so much to uh, people like Tony and myself and Damon and, and even Rick. I know Rick's out there you know hustling work and stuff. You know and speaking to an inspiring bunch of people. So uh, you know just a pat on the back can uh, can mean so much um, because we are away from our families and we are sacrificing. And if we don't. Uh, we basically go dark, and we don't really get to work. It just kind of uh, goes away for us. So it's our, the way the world works. We kind of have to stay uh, stay out there, stay relative, and, and keep hustling and keep going. But it's super tough without the family. My wife is on me all the time, and thank God for FaceTime and then Periscope, and she can actually see my ugly mug if I need to, you know, um, <laughs> because that sometimes will get us through. We'll fall asleep on FaceTime, you know, many a night. That's sweet. That's sweet. Damon, did you want to add anything? I'll keep it short, brother. I know we're in the ninth inning and we're coming up to uh, closing time. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely got to be the toughest part of the lifestyle uh, with traveling or whatever for a gig is to be away from the family. Sometimes they can come with, sometimes they can't. Um, you got to have an understanding partner, and and I'm blessed to have that, like Mr. Chase, somebody who's uh, supportive and has the passion for it, like you do. So they want to see you achieve goals that you have for yourself within the industry as well and without that and then they just it, it's not going to work so um i'm i'm blessed in that in that part of it and i've been blessed to be back home like i said earlier in my home uh, hometown for the last seven years trying to do catch-up and being away from the family since i was what 14 15 technically kind of with all the traveling and everything so um that's what I'm saying. There's a beautiful balance right now. With I still get to dabble and do my thing and scratch the itch of the entertainment bug, 
but being a dad and doing the family thing is cool too. So, uh, balance, man, it's all about the balance and I'm trying to find that now at, at my age. Uh, and that's my number one goal. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, why I named the show the, the way I named it and, and you guys know me well enough now that, you know, I do things like that to keep it centered. Uh, you know, R Square Consulting was named after my kids. Work Life Balance is named after what I try to achieve because I think I have to visualize the goal in order for me to keep it. So, you know, I, I've got speaking engagements, you know, all over the world, and, and I've got to go do those, and, and, and that's what feeds the family. That's what gets the consulting engagements. And my clients want me on site. They want me, you know, there and present for them. But, uh, you know, one of the greatest tools that I've learned over over time too is how to say no, and, and that's so tough, right? But as Chase said, you know, we've got to stay relevant. Yeah, we've got to stay relevant, and we've got to stay out there, and we can't say no all the time. But I've learned how to set proper boundaries. It's a little bit different in, in my industry than yours, right? Because they want me there five days a week, where I can say, look, I you know I'm only traveling now Tuesdays through Thursdays, right? So it's a little bit easier for me. Uh, but uh, you know, being able to set those boundaries and set that proper work life balance is so important. Um, listen, guys, you've been phenomenal. You you have no idea how much I love you, how much I support you. Uh, how much you guys support me when you don't know it. So, you know, again, I have a bad day. I've got to listen to Damon's comedy. I need a little motivation. I, I love uh, throwing Moving On uh, by, by Chase and Hampton. You can find that on yeah. iTunes. But, but man, you know, sometimes when I'm coding and, and I just need a little pick-me-up, uh, you know, Chasen's music o- always does that for me. Um, and there's always those special stories behind the scenes that, that helps all that kind of stuff out. So go to chasenlife.com or chasenhampton.com. Find all this music on iTunes. Uh, go out and, and support these guys the way you should. Uh, look for Damon on YouTube. Watch 27. Watch everything that he's involved with. Support these guys. Support everything they're doing. Watch all their websites. Watch for, for the amazing things that are coming. If Jason is in your, in your area and he's doing a workshop and you have a child that, that's thinking about going into this industry, there's nobody better that I would trust uh, to, to teach the industry. And if you have an opportunity to watch Damon do his thing, Man, you, you can't miss it. So please support these guys. Amen. I love you both to death. Um, thank yeah, you so much for taking time out of your busy lives uh, to join us on the Work-Life Balance. Um, this coming week, uh, I'll be in Orlando. If anybody's in that area, I'm actually working with the uh, incomparable uh, John Maxwell, one of the greatest leadership uh, mentors out there. Uh, and I'll be receiving some mentorship training from him uh, Monday through Wednesday. So I'll be in Orlando. Uh, so if you guys are out there or out near that conference, come join us there. And then this coming Friday, I've got Jeff Allsberg coming up on the show. We'll be talking about some sales and sales uh, succeeding tactics. Uh, he's a fantastic guy. He and I closed a ton of business together when we were uh, running CAPPM uh, projects uh, together. And so he's going to be sharing some insight. Uh, again, please go visit uh, these websites. Please check out our past shows. Uh, and we appreciate everybody who tunes in to the Work-Life Balance We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. 